Hi, I'm Justin Rosso, and welcome to Season 3 of the Next Step Podcast, where we help you take a next step. This season is dedicated to exploring the resource Light in the Darkness, a hymn journal for Advent and Christmas from Next Step Press. In this first episode, lead illustrator Valerie Matthias joins me as we take an overview of the Light in the Darkness resource, and we'll especially take a closer look at the introduction. I'll read the author's note on page Roman numeral 2, and you'll hear Valerie read part of her introduction on the following page. Then we'll discuss the Advent and Christmas calendars included in that book and how those devotional tools can help you keep your eyes open for what Jesus is doing in your life as you journey towards Christmas and into the new year. Along the way, we'll also get to hear Brooke Orozco and Brendan Nort perform the title song for the hymn journal called Light in the Darkness. Brooke and Brendan recorded modern arrangements of all the hymns and carols in this hymn journal, and they've even added three new compositions to the mix. Before we sign off, you'll hear me describe briefly the words Advent and Epiphany and what they mean, and I'll ask Valerie to give you her best advice for getting the most out of your hymn journal. Valerie and I recorded this episode on a balmy day in early November in Michigan when the national election results were still being tallied. Wherever you are today, whatever's going on in your life, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for taking a next step following Jesus with us. Valerie Matthias joins us in the Next Step podcast. Valerie, welcome. Thank you, Justin. Thank you very much. I'm very glad to be here with you. And really welcome back. This is the third time we have kicked off a hymn journal together. Yeah. Um, yes. Our very first podcast that we did, we were together in person. Uh, the second one was by distance and this one is by distance. But yeah, third time, third hymn journal. What a blessing. So where in the world are you today? I am in Bay City, Michigan. I'm in my dining room. Oh, excellent. Well, I'm, I'm up in my office looking out at Lake Chemung. So here, here we are again. Oh, hey, sometimes we talk about the weather. It's a beautiful day today in Michigan. Oh, it sure is. It's Gorgeous sunshine and yes, yes. Degrees? What is that about? It's gorgeous. Having had experienced a little bit of snow already, I'm glad to have the 70 degree sunshine. Mm -hmm. Hey, we were just saying before we came on that the first time we recorded, it it was pre-COVID and it was right after that that we went into COVID. And then the last time we recorded a podcast, getting ready for the Ponder a New Hymnal, that's when the world seemed to be going crazy over there were racial tensions and riots and cities burning. And now we're recording again, and we still don't know the final results of the the presidential election. So we usually pick some really good times to sit down and talk together. (laughs) Yeah, when the world is crazy, right, as it is often, uh, we still get to sit and talk about our Savior, our Redeemer. Uh, and whose we are in Christ. How awesome is that? And I'm so excited about this hymn journal too. It's called Light in the Darkness, a hymn journal for Advent and Christmas. And we are kicking off an Advent hymn journal now. How exciting. How awesome. I just got mine in the mail today and I'm really pleased with the way it looks. All the artwork is so beautiful and the way it's the, the way it's laid out, our, our layout designer did a great job with that. The cover, I love the cover. So I'm really excited to get started on this. I agree. The artist did a phenomenal job. The devotions are exceptionally engaging and I'm excited to explore this music. This music is unique and special and I'm excited about it. Yeah, uh, so a lot of the the carols and hymns for Advent and Christmas are really unique. We get to to peek all the way over into Epiphany with this hymn journal too. And as you know, this hymn journal also features music from Brooke Orozco and Brendan Norp. In fact, the title of the hymn journal, Light in the Darkness, comes from a song that Brooke Orozco, my sister, wrote and recorded with Brendan. And to start, I thought we could maybe just listen into uh, the first verse of that and get a feel for it. (laughs) 
Fantastic. So this is Brooke Orozco and Brendan Norp singing Light in the Darkness. Life, light in the darkness, he comes to the first verse of Light in the Darkness by Brooke Orozco and Brendan Norp. Now that hymn actually is hymn number 12 in our hymn journal, so we're not going to get to it right away, but that's the theme that we're, that we're looking at, Light in the Darkness, this whole Advent, Christmas, and Epiphany season. You brought up that we won't be getting into it right away, um, and actually that's a unique part about this hymn journal and the scheduling that we're going to do this time around. There are 12 hymns and songs in the book, and normally during a hymn journal, we would go 12 weeks. But Advent and Christmas, we're going to reduce it down to six weeks. Justin, you want to explain what we're going to do for 2020? Yeah, so we're going to start on the very first day of Advent with that first hymn. And then we're going to do the odd ones this year. And then we're going to do the even ones next year. So we'll run all the way through Christmas and the Sunday before Christmas, the Sunday after Christmas, all the way into the Epiphany season and to kind of celebrate into Epiphany. And then we'll bring that to a close about a month before Ash Wednesday starts. So we're, we're going to be doing this for the next six or seven weeks, do the first six hymns and, and kind of bring it to a close. And then next year, pick up and, and do the six that we didn't get to this year. Yes. So in 2021, we'll run a similar um, group where we can look through the even hymns. So that, that does look a little bit different. And I think that will be helpful for people um, to be able to slow down, not think they have to get to all 12, and then to, to go at the pace that is right for them. Yeah. So speaking of pace, I wanted to look just kind of at some of the intro material in this hymn journal. And one of them is a note from the author. That's me. And I'm on page two. And I just wanted to read as a part of our podcast today, this note to the author. The time leading up to Christmas is often the busiest time of the year. These weeks of Advent from the Latin for coming are jam-packed with all kinds of comings and goings, social events, family gatherings, office parties, and holiday travel all make this a wonderful and often stressful time of the year. This hymn journal is an invitation to rest in the midst of all the busy. Look for some quiet moments in all the hectic shopping, cooking, wrapping, decorating, cleaning, and traveling. Don't try to get all of these faith experiments done before Christmas. This isn't an assignment. There won't be any grades. But do read the devotions, sing through the hymns, take time with scripture. Jesus invites you to spend time with him as you prepare your home, your family, and your heart for Christmas. These readings, hymns, devotions, and faith experiments are designed to help you slow down and savor time in the word while the rest of the world is busy to distraction. As you add your own personal touch with color or sketches or notes, you make this hymn journal your own. Don't stress about the quality of your work. Just enjoy the experience. Each chapter is always an invitation, never a burden. We often set the Christmas finish line at December 25. This year, extend your celebration of the Incarnation through Epiphany on January 6th. 
The traditional 12 days of Christmas help launch you into the new year aware of your own dependence on Jesus. After all, that's the whole point of this busy season, to cling more tightly to Jesus, the light in your darkness. Merry Christmas. Beautiful. Thank you. So this is kind of a a different year. You know, the busy might be a little bit different. I know I've already seen people posting on Facebook that their Christmas gathering got canceled or Thanksgiving got canceled Mm. and now they're planning on on Christmas being canceled as well. Uh, what, What do you think is, are you, are you as busy this season or what's going on in your life? You know, I honestly don't know. (laughs) So uh, we talked about this in the last, um, and ponder a new pop-up. I started teaching this year. So Mm -hmm. my schedule looks different. I I am in the full-time classroom and we get to be, um, together five days a week. Uh, so we just finished the first quarter. So when I think about what will Advent and Christmas look like, it's so unique. It's not just COVID unique, it's full-time teaching mom unique. So, Mm. so lots of different things happening in my life, but in a, in a positive, healthy way. Hey, I wanted to actually swing back to that last paragraph that you wrote about, um, this year, extend your celebration of the incarnation through epiphany on January 6th. The, that mad dash to the December 25th finish line, it, yeah. it just occurred to me, just as you were reading that, that all too often December is reserved for Jesus, but then January 1st comes and we're all about the new year and our own new year's resolution. And somehow it's all about me, me, me accomplishing hmm. what I want to accomplish. I this, For the very first time, this has kind of hit me this way. So I love the idea of taking those 12 days of Christmas and marching gracefully right through January, right? where Jesus is there already waiting for us. Uh, it's just a neat idea. Yeah. Uh, New Year's resolutions are very rarely uh, expressing dependence on Jesus. <laughs> so this, maybe this will help us <laughs> kind of think through not just what do we want to do and how do, what positive change do we want to make, but maybe what's Jesus up to? Maybe what's, what's Jesus speaking into my life or what, what response is he shaping in me? What next step is he inviting me to take? That might be a, a new way to think about uh New Year's resolutions this year. That's really cool. Yeah. Hey, I was talking to my mother-in-law just a little bit ago, and she is running all over the place, and some of it is actually related to COVID. So you would think things would slow down, but my Aunt Elva is in the, my great Aunt Elva, Miriam's great Aunt Elva is in the hospital up in Saginaw, and Joni's up in Frankenmuth, and she's driving back and forth, and you know they they won't let her in to see her, and then they mm. did, and and mm. now they, she can't, and the prescriptions and COVID tests and and all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, I know at least some people, and, and it seems to be the the experience in our family too. Although we've got less we can go to and do, the what we're doing is already overwhelming. So I'm looking forward to this Advent season and taking that specific time to quiet down, slow down, and just kind of kind of take a deep breath and spend some time adding color or praying or doing the visual faith experiments. It's a real good, it's a good invitation to slow down what you're doing and spend time with Jesus. Absolutely. Hey, uh, here's here's one of the things that's new about this hymn journal. We have at the very beginning, it would be page Roman numeral seven if we had put a number on it. There, It says light in the darkness and there are these five candles. And if you count them, there's 25 kind of triangles in those flames. That's an advent calendar. And in the back, there's a 12 days of Christmas calendar too. Uh, would you talk to me a little bit about what made the decision to put these two advent and Christmas calendars in this journal? 
Yeah, so Advent calendars, uh, new to the hymn journal, but not new in the creative world. So Visual Faith Ministry has been putting out Advent and Lent calendars like this, um, to my knowledge, for at least the past four years. And what it allows you to do is to intentionally take time to creatively get down either what you're studying or what you're seeing or what's happening in your life during that particular season. Hmm. So Advent is a great time to kind of dive into a devotional book. Uh, Lots of different resources are out there. We have a great resource right in front of us. And that every day you would just intentionally think, okay, what was that key word or what was that key thing? And that's, that's what this is about with these candles. The candle, of course, plays on the imagery of light and the darkness. And as you pointed out at the beginning of the book, we have this 25 um, sectioned calendar for Advent. And then in the back of the book, we have another calendar, candle calendar, (laughs) but this one is 12. It's got 12 spots and that would be for the 12 days of Christmas. Yeah, really nice bookends to this whole resource. Hey, you wrote a little bit of an introduction to that. It's on page three, Roman numeral three. And I was wondering if you could just uh, share the first couple pages of, of that introduction with us today. I would love to. Thanks for the opportunity. Your Advent and Christmas calendars. Perhaps you've seen Advent calendars with little flaps that count down the days leading up to Christmas. Sometimes there's a scripture verse, piece of chocolate, or a tiny trinket behind the door. Every day is one step closer to Christmas, a way to visually tick off the days leading to the advent of our King. To help you mark down the days of Advent and count up the days of Christmas, this hymn journal contains two calendars, a 25-day Advent calendar at the beginning of the book and a 12-day Christmas calendar at the end. These calendars offer an opportunity to collect thoughts, ideas, concepts, and truths spoken, read, and sung during the Advent Christmas season. You are more likely to find something to take with you into your day or week if you're intentionally looking for something to capture and remember. As a visual faith coach, I often speak of people having a spiritual IEP, which is an individual education plan. You are uniquely and wonderfully made. How you engage in the word of God depends on your particular learning style. So I encourage you to use these calendars and the entire hymn journal in the way that best suits you. Add color, jot notes down, or jot down notes, capture ideas, and entertain the idea of sharing the experience, what you heard, discovered, learned, with someone else. To be honest, I struggled with the concept of quiet time or devotional time as a young wife and mother. For me, it was a practice to be endured, not enjoyed. Devotions were something I did because it was the right thing to do, like eating vegetables, drinking plenty of water, and exercising. It wasn't until I linked the act of reading a devotion with creatively capturing the main idea that I became hooked. The capturing did two things for me. First, capturing a main idea helped me read with intention. I was looking for what I could grab visually. Second, it created a reliable, doable, enjoyable experience. I like to draw. I like to add color. I like to be creative. Turns out, I like devotional time when I capture a central thought visually. That's my spiritual IEP in action. Use these calendars to explore what your spiritual individualized education plan might look like. What ways of engaging scripture and prayer resonate most with you? The Light in the Darkness Advent Calendar has 25 blank spaces one for each day of December leading up to Christmas. Just like those Advent calendars with Bible verses or chocolates, these spaces mark the days, except this time you get to add something that was meaningful to you on that day. It doesn't matter whether you write or draw or collage or even change what you do from day to day. 
the important thing is to keep your antenna up to see what Jesus might be speaking into your life on any given day as you prepare for Christmas. Thank you. That's awesome. I, I love that emphasis. Uh, you said it here. You're more likely to find something to take with you into your day or week if you're intentionally looking for something to capture and remember. It sounds like you've experienced that in your own life. Yeah, absolutely. The story of having a hard time with quiet time is is very real. I would. Re- I I have. Um, my, so my vocation is a Lutheran school teacher, pastor's wife, just as just a Christian woman. I've accumulated lots of devotional books throughout mm-hmm. the years. People give them as gifts. Um, and I would sit down with all intentions of reading them. And I really enjoy reading. Really, I'm an avid reader. But I would read these devotions and think, this is just not clicking with me. It's like I'm not grasping it. And then once I realized if I read it with the intention of grasping something, <laughs> Man, I was so much more likely to remember actively reading, right, instead of passively reading. Uh, super important. Super important. Yeah. Awesome. And, and that to bring that attitude into your devotional life, also into your daily life. You know, we've got 25 days in December leading up to Christmas, the 12 days of Christmas afterwards. Learn today. Had to look it up that December 25th. So 24th is Christmas Eve, 25th is Christmas Day, 26th is first day the of first day of Christmas. Yeah, Didn't know yes, that. So yeah. uh, it's cool because the 12th day of Christmas then is January 6th, which is Epiphany. So the 12 days of Christmas go from December 26th to Epiphany. But to, to every day, look for what Jesus is up to. Uh, look for one thing that he's shaping in you or a promise he's speaking in your life or an invitation he's putting in front of you. Having your antenna up and your eyes open, that really helps. But hey, I know a, a lot of people... A lot of people listening to this will have done hymn journaling or or Bible journaling before, and this is our third time around. I know for some people, this will be the first time they've ever tried to do something like this. So those blank spaces can be kind of intimidating, whether it's the, in the calendar or anywhere else in this hymn journal. We like to leave blank spaces. It's an invitation, but it can also be kind of threatening. So I love that in that intro, you also gave us three kind of ideas of how to get started if you're not sure where to go with it. So the first one you said was capture keywords. What does that look like if you're filling out one of these Advent uh, calendars? Sure. So it, the word kind of implies that perhaps you've read something or listened to something that has words involved. So maybe it's the lyrics of a hymn. What's the key word in that verse? Or maybe it was a a scripture passage that you read. What's, I don't know, what's the one takeaway word? Um, Could have been the devotion that you read. What did it all hinge on? What was a word? Or maybe just what words stuck out to you? You've heard that word many times, but boy, it sure hit you different this time. So in the past, I have used words like um, comfort, hope to all mankind, the light shines, herald of good news, 
rejoice. So it's kind of like one word or maybe a short phrase, but it definitely is very word oriented. And you could, you write that in your own handwriting. Maybe you letter it if you are into lettering. Um, cursive print, it doesn't matter. Um, maybe you doodle around it or, or sketch or color or whatever it is that you want to do, but it's focused heavily on words. So you just put in that one blank space, that word or those few words that really helped capture the idea. Yeah, that reminds me, Bonhoeffer, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, when he's talking about meditating on the word, yeah. he actually has a point where he says, you know, he, he suggests you take 10 to 15 verses and you sit with those same yes. 15 verses every day for like a week yes. because you come to the word differently. And he says, sometimes you won't get past one word. There'll be one word that just jumps out at you and you're going to prayerfully meditate on that one word or phrase. And I hear you saying, you, you look for that and then capture that word or phrase in one of those blank spaces. That's, That's really cool. Great. Yeah. So the next thing you suggest is sketch key images. Now I'm not a great drawer. What What do you mean by, it's a little, little scary. What do you mean by sketch key images? <laughs> so it's something I tell people uh, when I set them loose to draw for the first time when we're in a, we're in a group setting, I say, this isn't Pictionary. No one has to guess what you drew. There will be no ribbons awarded, right? Um, and it, it's it's not, um, I don't know, it's not a competition, right? So only you have to know what you drew. And quite frankly, if you draw something and you don't even know what it is, just label it. <laughs> this yeah. is a giraffe. This is an elephant. <laughs> label it, whatever you want. And, um, <laughs> I want to read the Advent devotion that has giraffe. We'll work on that next time. Um, and stick stick people are beautiful. If you could reduce your sketch down to the le least amount of strokes as possible, um, you're just whittling things down. You know, we know what a stop sign looks like because it's a simple shape. You know, mm -hmm. you know which one is the men's restroom and which one's the women's from a simple shape. So really, we're all it's all just shapes, and we're super visual people. Um, and so, so grab the image. A lot of devotions scripture, scripture uses a lot of image, um, hymns, very image driven. We're, we're, we're an image people. So, um, some examples that I have in the book are, um, in other, other things that I've drawn in the past, the hope of the glory, someone's, someone's going over the finish line, or I think I write about a, a shampoo bottle that helps me remember that forgiveness cycle of wash, rinse, repeat, or that mm. forgiveness is something that you have to keep on doing. So I would, I read a devotion or, or heard of something and, and boy, that image just came to mind. And I sketched that, that very small something um, of whatever that might be. So it's an, it's an image that captures the core dynamic. It's kind of like the keyword, except instead of writing the word down, you're writing an image that that it kind of embodies that wash, rinse, repeat. It doesn't stand for forgiveness, Correct. but it reminds you of that process. You, you capture that dynamic in an image. I love that too. Correct. Uh, and then the last one you suggest is collect key experiences. That's really intriguing. What do, what do you mean by that? Okay, so this one actually goes a little bit more outside the box. And instead of paying attention to what you're reading or what you're hearing or what you, um, you're you singing or you know things like that, things that are coming into you from outside, this time you're actually kind of looking at what is in, what is happening in your life, like physically happening. Um, and then you're jotting down those things you're kind of recording what's going on in your life in your day. So I did that one specifically um, a few years ago when my my schedule was very busy, and there were there were a lot of things going on. You can read about it in in the the writing there of the collecting the key experiences. But what it amounted to then was um, we went ice skating on our creek. We not we lived next to a creek, never lived before, and I drew a picture of an ice skate. Um, I helped put grave wreaths on the the cemetery 
tombstone markers of my my loved ones with my dad, something that he used to do with his mom, but his my grandma passed away. There had been many years where no grave markers have been, no no grave wreaths have been put on. And he just kind of hinted to me. He said, Val, would you be interested in doing this? And I said, yes. And now that's something we've been doing every year since. Mm-hmm. It was important to him. So I drew it. I I drew it on this this calendar. And so so I really, I was just pulling in what is going on around me? What conversations am I having? Who who am I interacting with? What experiences am I doing? And it was just a quick sketch to to illustrate that, to capture it. I like that a lot. And and again, when your focus is on what's Jesus up to in your everyday life, uh, that actually reminds me of another uh, kind of devotional exercise. It's called the Prayer of Examine, and it comes from St. Ignatius of Loyola. But it's a, a simple process of kind of reflecting on your day uh, in, in God's presence and thankfully remembering what happened and noticing the emotions that you had, whether they're emotions that you felt comfortable with or emotions you didn't feel comfortable with, something that you, you thought went really well or went really poorly, mm-hmm. uh, something that made you excited or disappointed, or it's a way to confess sins, but it's also a way to just look and see what Jesus is up to in your life. And I could totally see how reflecting back on the experience of the day and capturing that experience in a simple word or phrase or, or, you know, something that you drew a sketch would be a way for you to share with Jesus those moments in your life and wonder with him, what's he doing in those moments? Absolutely. Also then to, to be an active participant in um, historically capturing your sanctified life, right? Because mm. the days happen so fast and the days meld into weeks and then months and then years. And you get to a point and you're like, what year did we do that? When did that start? Um, and some things are, are, you know, this only only once a year we decorate our Christmas tree, right? That's not something that happens once a week or or, or once a month. It's once a year, and so you get that down because that's important. But then that one conversation with happened that one friend where you discussed that one topic that was really bothering her, and and you didn't know that, and she shared it, and and your relationship grew closer because of that. Well, then that gets captured as a coffee mug, you know, and and then you you remember that because God God saw you through that conversation. He'll see you through so many more. The way we read the Old Testament and the New Testament of all these stories of all the people and God's people and what they have seen and what they have done and how God has used his people, God is still using his people today. You are part of those stories. Absolutely. And it's not to elevate you to some sort of amazing status. And quite frankly, I am glad that my whole life is not written down in scripture. <laughs> I don't need everyone knowing all the mistakes I've made, right? The way that we can scrutinize. Um, <laughs> but but he is, he's, he, uh, yes. Yes, he's caught our story up with his story and, and that sanctifies and, and makes holy our stories as well. So that that's one of the key ideas uh, from visual faith ministry in general, that this visual faith uh, practice creates a visual reminder, an artifact, a a snapshot of your time with God, and you can look back at it. That's one of the things I'm really looking forward to, having done a couple of hymn journals and and honestly bits and pieces of a couple of hymn journals. I mean, I wrote the devotions, but I haven't done all the pages or added color to all the wonderful illustrations. But having uh, something like this, where there's a, a a, a calendar that allows me to capture something every day. I can look at back at that a year from now or three years from now or five years from now. And uh, it can remind me what Jesus was up to in my life. So Absolutely. thanks for helping us figure out how to do that. 
Hey, before we're done, and any last kind of what's one thing you would tell somebody who's never done this before? Maybe that'd be a good way. Yeah, to actually, thanks for asking that because it's it's actually less hymn journal related, and it's just not taking anything for granted. So, Justin, actually, would you take just a moment and tell us um, what is Advent and what is Epiphany? Yeah, awesome. So, if is that those aren't words that you grew up with, or you grew up with them but never knew what they meant, Advent is a Latin word, and it has to do with coming. Uh, you can hear it in adventure, actually. That's got the same root. And so we prepare for the coming of the king. It's a preparation kind of season uh, in the church here, often marked by repentance, lots of expectation. We look forward to Jesus coming at Christmas. And it's also a time for us to look forward to Jesus coming and ushering in the new creation. He is the firstborn of the dead. And in his resurrection, the new creation has begun. And the promises of Jesus won't be brought for to their full completion until eternal Christmas dawns. And Advent is a time looking forward to that as well. So for Advent, we look forward to his coming as a baby in a manger and then his second coming on the last day. Yeah, that's that's the big emphasis. And from the early church on, his second coming, his first coming was viewed in light of his second coming almost. They're they're the they're tied very closely together. And then how and then about epiphany? epiphany? Yes, that's that actually comes from a Greek word and it has to do with light, light in the darkness. Uh, certainly a Christmas theme, very much an epiphany theme as well. So uh ep- epiphany has to do with shining out, shining the light in the darkness. It starts with, you know, like the 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 Magi following the star over Bethlehem, we think of that, that's epiphany. Mm-hmm. But then the epiphany season tends to be a time when we look for the ways where Jesus revealed who he was, where Jesus himself was light shining in a dark place, yea, even in the valley of the shadow of death. So that's that's a kind of a, a season where we look at Jesus shining forth the truth of who he is in the midst of our darkness. Strength, strength for the weary, he comes to Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for explaining that. Yeah, absolutely. How about you? Any last words of advice for somebody taking on Light in the Darkness, a hymn journal for Advent and Christmas? Don't take yourself too seriously. Just have a good time. Yeah, like we've we've said this before in writing, but there are no grades, there are no ass- assignments, um, and there really are two ways to enjoy the the um, the Facebook experience when you're with mm-hmm. community. One mm-hmm. is to um, actively post what you are up to. We'd love to see it. We we uh, it's so exciting. Justin, you kind of teased about how you've written all these things, but you haven't been able to do them. I think about you as like a roller coaster designer, right? So you <laughs> built the roller coaster. You set it all up, but you don't have to ride it every time to enjoy it. You can you can stand back and and enjoy watching people enjoy yeah. the the what you have created, right? And so um, one way to enjoy the learning community on Facebook 
is to post. Whatever you do, post. post. It could be pictures. It could be comments. It could be ideas. Um, we follow Jesus better when we follow him together. But it's also just as important and just as valiant just to just to, um, to view, right? Just to watch and to let these um, images come up in your Facebook feed as a, as a reminder of the Advent season and the Epiphany season and to be drawing closer through the visual. So both are valid ways of, um, of being involved. Yeah, I love that. I've really grown to love those Facebook communities, these learning communities, and you can see people learning from each other and throwing mm-hmm. ideas out there and asking questions. And if you have not yet got your hymn journal, or if you've not yet become a part of the Facebook community, we invite you to be a part of that. We'd love to see you there as we walk through December towards Christmas and then beyond Christmas into the new year, independence on Jesus and looking to see what he's up to in our lives. Valerie, lead illustrator of Light in the Darkness, congratulations on your third hymn journal. This is so exciting and I'm looking forward to our, Thank our season you. together. Thank you, Justin. And a wonderful shout out to all the amazing artists who make this possible. You, Your team is only as, you can only be as great as your team is great. And I, man, am I blessed to work with you. We've got a pretty amazing artists. team. Yeah, man, absolutely. what a great team. So thank you, Justin. Thank you for the invitation. It's always fun to engage in the word when you're around and I, and I appreciate the opportunity so thank you. Thanks, Valerie. We'll talk to you again soon. That was Valerie Matthias, lead illustrator for the Advent and Christmas hymn journal, Light in the Darkness from Next.Press. Press. I'll put some information about that hymn journal into the description of this podcast if you'd like to check that out. You also heard Brooke Orozco and Brendan Norp perform the title song, Light in the Darkness. They've also got some music you can download on iTunes and a couple other places. I'll get you some information about that as well. This whole season of the Next Step podcast focused on light in the darkness and this hymn journal is especially designed to go with the Facebook learning community. I'll put a link to that as well and invite you to join that community or invite a friend or family member to join you as well. We follow Jesus better when we follow him together. That's another reason why we love to have Next Step patrons be a part of what we're doing here at Next Step Press. We follow Jesus better when we follow him together and when you become a Next Step patron, you commit to $3 or $9 or $25 or $100 a month or any amount that you choose. And that regular donation helps move this mission forward as we seek to insert delight and collaboration and innovation into the adventure of following Jesus. So if you are one of our patrons, thank you. Patrons make it possible, and this podcast would happened in part because of your generous support. And if you're not a Next Step patron yet, we invite you to check it out. Become a part of the family. Help us help other people delight in taking a next step following Jesus. Hey, thanks for being with us today. We'll see you next time at Next Step Press.